This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Well, David, it's been a while, it feels like, since we've done a victorious uh, episode of the Swarmcast, but here we are um, recording at around 7 o'clock, about two hours after Iowa took down Northwestern 33-13 to inside Kinnick Stadium to improve to 4-4 four and four on the season. David Eichel and Sean Bach of HawkeyeInsider.com on 24-7 Sports Network here to break down everything that happened inside Kinnick on Saturday. And David, I mean, we knew that this was a game where if you're Iowa, you felt good about it going into it. I mean, with the way Northwestern has looked this season, there really wasn't much promise for this Wildcats team. But with the offensive question marks that Iowa has had and with how they've kind of come out the last three weeks or last four weeks, um, as you include the bye, there really wasn't a lot of you know, reason to feel overly positive, you know, even if Northwestern was not the type of Northwestern team that we might have been accustomed to in years past. So, I mean, Northwestern has always played Iowa tough as well. So, I mean, it's really just a game that even with Northwestern, how, you know, bad they've been this year, you kind of got to feel good about it. No doubt, Sean. And remember, Northwestern just has been a thorn in Iowa's side throughout Kirk Ferentz's tenure. I mean, they've coming to Kinnick Stadium three straight times. They beat Iowa. But, you know, like you mentioned, uh, I don't think there's any reason to be overly confident in Iowa entering this game. But at the same time, there wasn't a lot of confidence about why Northwestern should have come into Kinnick Stadium and beat Iowa. I mean, this Iowa defense has been stellar, I think. You know, again, they gave up 13 points to Northwestern, but, you know, seven different players had sacks. We saw Ethan Herquette, Deontay Craig, Lucas Van Ness, Joe Evans, Noah Shannon. I mean, we saw a lot of different guys contribute on that defensive side. But, Sean, I think this is a big step forward for the offense. And I know everybody's thinking, well, it's Northwestern. They haven't been good this year. Well, when you look at what Iowa's done this year, Sean, you have to find some way to get momentum. You have to see some sort of productivity translate onto the scoreboard. And I think that's what we saw on Saturday. And I think it started up front. I thought Iowa's offensive line put together their most consistent performance of the year. Uh, Connor Colby moving to left guard after playing right guard all last season and right tackle for the majority of this season. Kirk Ferentz basically said after the game that Colby is going to stick at left guard. I think that's a good move for the long run. Caleb Johnson, LaShawn Williams showed some different things. Iowa got Arlen Bruce involved in the jet sweep. But, Sean, for me, the the big storyline was 
Spencer Petras played fantastic. I mean, you look at his stat line again, these aren't eye popping numbers, but I look at the first half specifically. He was 14 of 18. One was a good throw away because he avoided the sack. And the other three were either drops by Iowa receivers. And then there was one that was on the receiver's hands, but I thought the Northwestern cornerback just made a fantastic play. But Petrus looked calm, collected, confident. I thought Iowa from the very beginning scripted a couple of very good series to get things rolling. Now, I still think you would love to see those field goal opportunities turn into the six points. I think Iowa's red zone offense has a long way to go still. But Iowa put together scoring drives. Drew Stevens, I think, is going to be Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. Luke Lachey put together another touchdown. I think it was very good, as I mentioned earlier, to get Arlen Bruce into the end zone and continuing to try and make him feel involved in the offense. But, you know, Sean, again, eight different Iowa players had at least one reception. Seven players carried the ball. It was a very balanced offense. It was a versatile offense. And they got playmakers in a position where they, they could succeed. So far from a perfect performance, Sean, but without a doubt, I think the most complete three-phase game of Iowa, for Iowa this entire season. Yeah, it was Iowa's best offensive performance of the year in terms of total yards. And Spencer Petrus is, I think, best, I think his second best game of his career, but tied for the best in terms of completion percentage. He was 21 of 30 against Maryland in last year's route over the Terrapins um, in College Park, threw for three touchdowns in that win. And you mentioned it, Dave. I mean, he looked more poised in the pocket. And I saw a couple tweets, too, being like, what have you done with Spencer Petras, Iowa? Like, what changed in the last week? And, you know, I saw – I didn't watch the press conference, but I saw a couple of tweets, too, where Ference was getting pretty emotional in the press conference and saying how much flack that – Petrus has gone through during, you know, not only this year, but whole, his whole career at Iowa. And, you know, there's there's part of it that, you know, some people would say be deserved because the results have not been there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's one of those games where you, you feel good about where things are at. I mean, there's still a lot of improvements to go. I wrote about this or writing about this and my reasons to be encouraged, reasons to be discouraged, that I feel that you have to do this against an opponent like, say, Purdue or Minnesota or Wisconsin, teams that have, you know, kind of gone up and down this year, but are the teams that you have remaining on the schedule and games that you need to win because ESPN announcer said it too. I mean, this could be the type of game, while it was Northwestern, I want to keep using that because I feel like it's something that you have to keep mentioning. This could be the game that kind of reignites things and proves that, okay, we can do this. Like, we can put together long drives. I mean, that one drive, while it didn't end in a touchdown, I believe it was the 10 or 10 play, 64 year. They, I mean, Iowa had multiple y- or drives of over four minutes. And there was a stat, yeah. I haven't really updated it, but at, I think it was through the first three games, if I, Iowa had five drives that were over four minutes and four of them ended in touchdowns. And, you know, you look at the drives that went over four minutes today, field goal, touchdown, field goal. Granted, they had that one two-minute drive that I thought was really impressive, too, to end the, end the first half. Yep. Field goal, field goal, and then a touchdown again, but they got really good field positioning there. So, I mean, Iowa's average field position was their own 33, which, I mean, isn't necessarily great, but 
you know, this year, I mean, there have been times where their field position has been heck of a lot better than what it was today or average field position. And, you know, they weren't able to turn those into points. So credit to Iowa. There was a lot that was going for them in this game. I think from the jump, they kind of imposed their will and, you know, that they would probably want to score on that first drive again. And a couple other, I mean, especially that 15 play 85 yard drive, probably would love to have been able to put the finishing touches on that one, but they were able to end it in a field goal. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think you got to be happy if you're Iowa. Northwestern, no matter what their record has been, had, like you said, has always been a thorn in the sides of Iowa. And getting a win in convincing fashion like that inside Kinnick Stadium, I think you you got to feel you got to feel a lot better. I think. I mean, there's still a lot that you got to prove, but you got to feel better. I like how Iowa mixed it up offensively, Sean. I mean, as I mentioned, the Jets sweep to Arlen Bruce. I thought that was a great play call. I thought it was executed very well. Potabon made a great block. Arlen Bruce made a couple people miss in the open field, that 23-yard touchdown. And, you know, we've, we've kind of harked on Iowa's red zone opportunities this year and them not throwing to the end zone. Iowa's just pleased. Now they need to convert it. I was pleased that they actually took some shots in the end zone through the air. I mean, Again, Scott Dockman from The Athletic wrote a whole article about this. I think it was last week. I wish I had the stat in front of me. But Iowa just has had such an unwillingness to throw to the end zone when they get in that red zone. So I loved how they took a shot at Deontay Vines. I thought Vines should have came down with it. And I, I'm very excited about what, I, what Deontay Vines has kind of shown us, Sean. I mean, he's a guy who's definitely been injured throughout his career. But – Petrus's willingness to continue to look for him. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Is a big, big green flag for the amount of trust yeah. that I believe Petrus has in, in Deontay. So I'm very eager to see how he can continue to develop over the final four games You know of this season I thought it was great to see Caleb Johnson continue to be that lead back I think that's where he needs to be until he proves he can't handle it or or doesn't deserve it I love his upside I am very impressed with Caleb Johnson's ability to pick up the blitz Sean I mean his pass protection I think is very advanced for a true freshman and we we knew Tyler Goodson struggled with that throughout his career there's some Iowa backs that really never been able to pick it up but Caleb Johnson just seemed to have no problem with it. And I think that's a very good sign going forward as well. But again, there were different wrinkles to this Iowa offense that, that I like seeing. I think the outside zone worked well today. I thought Iowa's offensive line was good. And Sean, I, again, I don't have the stats in front of me. So you may have to remind me, I don't think Iowa got called for what they get called for maybe one holding today, but there were zero false starts. It really seemed like the discipline on the offensive line was a lot better than it's been over the past month as well. Yeah, they got 
they have two penalties. I can't remember what the other. I think there was one on special teams, like a block in the back on one of the returns. I could be yep. wrong on that. But um, one stat that really pops out to me, I mean, you have eight guys with at least one reception. And then you have one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys with at least three targets. Arlen Bruce was targeted three times. Deontay Vines is targeted five times. Brody Breck targeted three times. Sean Williams three times. Nico Organi six times. And Sam Laporta six times. And Northwestern wanted to place an emphasis on eliminating Sam Laporta because they know that's Petrus's top guy. But I also was pretty impressed how Petrus wasn't wanting to, you know, force the issue with him either. I think that was a very, very important thing. I think there were a couple passes that maybe seemed a little, you know, tighter windows that he could have maybe looked somewhere else, but you have to look back on the film to really, really see on that. But I really thought that precision and being able to read the field too was a, was a step in the right direction. And like you said, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, play it back a little bit because it's Northwestern, but at the end of the day, I think you gotta you gotta feel good about where the step that Iowa took today. And you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of people expected Iowa to win. I mean, Northwestern's given Iowa troubles in the past, but this is one of those games where it would be not only considered a win if you win on the scoreboard, but how you won and what you show. Defensively, you know, we haven't really even talked about the defense because they do so many things well. I thought, you know, Maybe Brendan Sullivan could have, you know, maybe had a lesser of a completion percentage. But I think when you complete, when you allow a quarterback to complete 23 passes, but only allow 159 yards, I think that's a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, yep. maybe, maybe you would want to have some of those other ones back, but I still think that's a decent job. I mean, you're keeping them in front of them. But I think, you know, offensively, that's, Iowa need take those steps in the right direction today and you mentioned with Petrus efficiency that's that's 60 percent completion threshold I mean he hasn't had a ton in this year but I wish I had the stat before before we start recording to see how many games Iowa has won when Petrus has at least a 60 percent completion percentage and I think he had one against Michigan ended up losing that game but I think the rest of the games that he's had one like Iowa has won at least, you know, maybe not in convincing fashion, but has won games or at least been really close and had opportunities to win games because it almost seems like night and day difference when Petrus has that 60% compared to when he doesn't. No doubt. And again, I really liked how they got different players involved and we saw different wrinkles. I mean, Iowa fans have been wanting things to at least show a change to, to show something. And I think that Iowa did that something we need to mention, Sean, you know, you and I have been kind of, I want to say driving the hype train, but Drew Stevens is going to be so good for yeah. Iowa. The, the kicker. I mean, he's, I think he's going to get big 10 special teams player of the week. And I think the frustrating part about him hitting four field goals, Sean, if you want to, you know, keep it objective, <clears throat> three of the four were, were within 30 yards. So, you know what, you gotta be thinking like, yeah, you know, Iowa has to put the ball in the end zone at least one of those times just to continue to get that momentum, get that encouragement and confidence with the offense. But that 54-yarder is very interesting. We talked to Drew Stevens after the game, and I guess before every game he goes out and puts a marker, which is the farthest he can be back in order to kick a field goal. He marked it at the 36-yard line, which would have been a 
yarder. And Steven said after the game that he hit a 54 yarder in practice heading in, you know, during the week. And then he goes out there and hits that 54 yarder. And Sean, that thing could not have been any closer. He got it, but he narrowly got it. But for a true freshman to go out there and boot a 54 yarder, very, 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 very impressive. Uh, LeVar Woods continues to land these top tier talent. And I don't think Drew Stevens is going to be a walk on guy for much longer. He He's definitely earned his worth, I think. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I heard some buzz, too, that he completed one close to 60 during practice earlier in the year. So take that with what you will. But like we said before, like we said countless times, this is this is the type of game that you needed going into to Purdue because Purdue is a team, probably one of the more inconsistent teams in the Big Ten because you never really know which team is going to show up. The only yeah. thing that you know is if Aiden O'Connell's healthy, Charlie Jones is healthy, they're going to throw the football. And Iowa needs to be on its P's and Q's next week in West Lafayette because Purdue is going to want to air it out. And this, I mean, we talk about it like every game is an important game. This could really be, you know, what could put Iowa over the top when it comes to bowl eligibility because I think that's kind of the the – not the ceiling, but – the potential floor that this team could have. Like, you know, you win this game, you feel really good about the final three games and potentially, you know, turning the tide, maybe even winning out because who knows? I mean, don't want to talk too far because, I mean, Wisconsin, they've looked decent. They've had a bye week this week. But, you know, you've got to get this game next week because if you get that, you can set yourself up because, I mean, Nebraska didn't really look overly great today against – Illinois. Um, Casey Minnesota. Thompson also got hurt as well, and who knows how long okay. he could be out for. Yeah, that would be that would be vital. Um, Minnesota, I mean, ran over Rutgers today, but you know, if you, if you don't run over Rutgers, then you might you might have a little <laughs> bit of an issue. But still, I'm with I mean, you on that. Yeah, that's a that's a big win. I mean, I think Iowa can can win at least two of the last four and maybe even three of the last four. Heck, maybe win out. But at this rate, like, this is this is what you need to do against Northwestern to prove that, you know, you can turn the tide, at least offensively. You know, the offense doesn't have to be great. We've said this so many times. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to have life or at least some sort of life or show some sort of life. And it did that today. I think also, Sean, that's worth noting, and this is why this game is so big, because, look, Iowa was expected to win. They should have won. And like you mentioned, the fashion's a big deal. And it's not that the win would be bigger than it have a bigger impact than a loss. But, Sean, can you imagine what the fan base and the locker room and the storyline would be if Iowa had lost this football game, given Oof. the direction of where it's going? I mean, you, yeah. you thought there were questions before. I'd be very intrigued what the locker room would have felt like after this. And again, it's for two completely different reasons. I feel like I shouldn't have to preface it with it, but I still will. It felt very similar of a must win for me, Sean, that that Michigan state game in 2020 was because if Iowa falls to Owen three to start that season, that locker room breaks for a variety of different reasons again. But from this year, from an on-the-field standpoint, with how drastically different the offenses and defenses, the offense, defense, special teams have been this year, I mean, again, you've been around highly competitive environments. I have as well. They may love each other, but you know they are busting each other's butts and chops 
if if they lose that game against Northwestern, the offense goes out there with another poor showing. So from a standpoint of just keeping the the, the ship together, it's a very, very big win for Iowa. Again, not that's a program-changing win, but just to keep the foundation of the program successful, it, it was a big win for Iowa. Yep, yep, most definitely. And like we said, momentum builder going in to that final stretch. And, David, I don't know, do you have any, do you have any more thoughts you want to add, anything else? You know, I don't think so. I think it's important, and Kirk summed it up best, I think, at the end of the game. He just said, look, we're, we're working. He was very pleased. He thought it was the most complimentary football they've played this year. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I think it's hard to argue against that. And, you know, we've seen Iowa turn around over the last four years, and they go through a multiple-game losing streak. And he has said the key is to stay together and continuing to work and just improving quickly. And, you know, I think he, he spoke with a lot of confidence post-game. And he hopes that today is basically a confidence builder for some of the younger guys that haven't had that success. And it's going to be very interesting to see how sharp Iowa comes out against Purdue next week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this game even gets you a bigger chip on your shoulder, too. And like we said, I mean, Northwestern, Purdue, both have given Iowa hard times in recent years. And I think Purdue would want nothing more than to beat Iowa next week and not just in you know a win but to get charlie jones the ball and to get charlie jones the ball often yep absolutely no doubt i don't know how much personal motivation it'll be for charlie i'm sure it'll be an extra chip but as you mentioned it's no secret if you uh if you've kept up with hawkeye insider and just the iowa the iowa purdue kind of rivalry in terms of recruiting and everything over the past six months it's they won't say anything on the record sean but we know there's some there's some animosity between the two coaching staffs and programs, no doubt about it. Yep, yep, most definitely. And, yep, that's about all we got for today's podcast. Be sure to head over to HawkeyeInsider.com for all of your Hawkeyes analysis, news, notes, anything, discussion. We'll have plenty of reaction to over the next couple of days and a couple of notable recruits on campus today for football and basketball. So, We'll be sure to have the latest intel on them. But for tonight, please, you know, take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. Iowa won. You should be happy. Have a beer. Have a drink. You know, have some soda, whatever. Enjoy night with kids, wife, husband, anything. Because Iowa won. And, you know, people people can relax a little bit. I, feel, I bet Iowa fans feel pretty good about, you know, kind of the current state, especially after the last three weeks. No doubt about it. I think they can take a step back from the ledge. The foundation is still together, and uh, we'll see how they find they finish out the final stretch. Yep. As always, guys, thank you for listening. We'll be sure to catch you on the next episode of the Swarmcast, which will take place next week as we pre- preview the Purdue Boilermakers. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.